Good day and welcome to Film Exploration of Ashram. Welcome to Season 12 where we are doing a horror movie a day every day in October until the much-anticipated Halloween arrives at the end of the month. And for today's episode we'll be talking about the 1999 debut handheld movie The Blair Witch Project. Written and directed by Daniel Merrick and starring Heather Donahue, Mike Williams, Joshua Leonard and Bob Griffin. In October of 1994, three student filmmakers disappeared into the woods near Burtsville, Maryland, while shooting a documentary. A year later, their footage was found. So reads the most famous title card in horror history. Handheld may have been quietly floating around a little before 1999, like in the 1970s with these pseudo-documentaries like The Boogie Creek and In Search for Ancient Astronauts and, of course, Cannibal Holocaust. But this film was the catalyst to sprout this technique into a genre of its own, where later down the line, and still today, people would forge pieces of non-fiction as a decoy to sell their feel distilled from the normality of the production. This film has nothing to sell, but it's besides genuine innate fear that everyone fights to being brave of in front of other people, like the darkness, being alone, and simple noises in the unknown. Implement that well, and you will make sure the audience will accommodate their worst fears inside their minds, something we do all on a daily basis when we watch the news or think of worst-case scenario in everyday situations. The Blair Witch Project is fortunate enough to be a low-budget, 80-minute production that doesn't rely on special effects, musical score, or any camera tricks, just solid validity from actors playing themselves who are purely disorientated in the woods and hear the odd sounds now and again. Where the movie is particularly clever is the purified fear it heaves at you by the documentary style and knowledge. It flirts at you with this legend of the witch at the start, allowing us to entertain our minds with this legend when trivial things happened in the woods. This film is nothing more than a documentary that has been masqueraded as a movie that has tried to create a reaction from the misdirection of the trivial aspects of the kids behind the camera. The film plainly started as still images that would end up as a quick flashes in the movie that would end up being the horrific images in our minds, even if only for a few seconds on screen. The Blair Witch Project would go on to make over $250 million with a $60,000 budget, which is one of the largest turnaround in the history of Hollywood. The director describes this movie as a complete experience movie that doesn't allow the audience to budge. You cannot cut away from the insecurity. It's just a persistent flow of suspense that doesn't allow the audience to breathe. It's charmingly suffocating at its best, trivially seductive at its worst, and it allows inner innate childhood emotions to take the driving seat on the fear factor on the audience. The narrative simply needs to be half mentioned while the rest is left to the imagination of the viewer, which in effect is terrifying. The very unknown aura that breathes around folklores and myths are what makes them eerie in nature because no matter how illogical they fight with the logics of the world we know, the simple story remains like a splinter in your mind, growing what you unconsciously want to be the truth to fill that void in your undramatic life. And these are where the stories excels the most. The simple backstory or background story of this young woman called Elle Kedwood, who was banished from the Blair Township, already brings us closer to the story with old-fashioned terminology and societal differences that attract the world today. From her banishment, this Blair witch became a folklore legend, who was the convenient reason behind a lot of murders and mysteries that surround this local area. Sightings have fueled the folklore with an old woman whose feet never touched the ground, or simply an eerie figure covered in hair. 
1940, there was a man called Rustin Parr who killed seven children and said it was part of the witch's bidding. There is enough detail in these stories for it to be unnerving, realistic enough to think about it longer than logic dictates. The horror is all about how far you allow yourself to feed into the realism of the documentary-style filmmaking. For watching it for the first time, it rivals why people ran away from a moving train when they first saw a moving picture. So in 1999, there is no question why this film is labelled one of the scariest films ever made. Show someone fresh now, you would probably get an opposite reaction. And they would have some ground. When the events in this movie are mundane, the only real threats are rocks, stick man hanging from the trees, and some random tooth, however. That being said, they were enough to suggest a malevolent supernatural presence without ever dispelling the ambiguity. The film reaches a realistic climax that some might argue needed a payoff, the elusive glimpse of the light at the end of the tunnel, which begs the question on how a film is so scary when it nonchalantly avoids the big reveal of the witch herself. Feeding the somewhat curious images in our head of this witch at the end of the movie left it once again to our imagination, just like the assumption we make when we see the rocks or hear distant screams in the background. The production is not squandered on sets or makeup or costume. This film is pushing for the unknown and keeping its self-worth elevated. The crispy autumn leaves, the vast surroundings of the wood are clear indications of real-life woodland locations and the darkness in the movie, which at times, as one critic calls it, absolute. It's not a studio-lit scene where you can see 20 metres through wood at night. No, this is the void the film creates, which is why this film is ridiculously dramatic. It plays to the unknown. It exploits and attracts our imagination. This is simply not the convenient lit-up, sugar-coated sets we are used to seeing in horror movies. With the infinite dead space, it's easy to imagine seeing things that are not there, and it is convincing classic tropes to feed audiences that they've had all a bad experience in real life before. It's a classic projection that plays to this film's credibility. It works because it is tunnel vision. It works because it doesn't explain much. The question remains unanswered, but answered at the same time. It flirts with believing what your skepticism is finding hard to conceive you otherwise. This film is beyond all else a classic that even after 23 years holds strong and will be remembered as one of the best and the scariest experience ever felt in cinema in history. Anyway, that's all I have time for with the Blair Witch Project. I shall be back tomorrow with yet another episode of the Build Up to Halloween. Please subscribe to me on iTunes, Google, Amazon, and Spotify. And you can drop me a follow on Instagram. That's Film Exploration AH, or lowercase or one word. But for now, thank you for listening to Season 12 with Film Exploration with Ash Hurry. I know the score.